Hello everyone, Krista and Hannah here with a brief message before we start the episode. We are on the third season of Keys to Music Learning and we have loved every second. Talking about audiation-based piano instruction is a passion of ours, if you couldn't tell, and we thank you for listening and keeping us going. We recently launched the Keys to Music Learning community. Similar to Patreon, this is a way to support the podcast and access bonuses, such as opportunities to attend podcast recordings and monthly meetings so you can pick our brains with your questions, share your successes, and connect with other teachers. Become a silent partner for only $3 a month or, to access the bonuses, a friend of the podcast for $5 a month. Join today at musiclearningacademy.com slash keys to music learning community. The link will be in our show notes. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Keys to Music Learning. I'm Krista Yadro of Music Learning Academy. And I'm Hannah Mayo of Hannah Mayo Music. Join us as we discuss common goals and challenges in the piano studio and offer research-based ideas and solutions to guide every one of your students to reach their full musical potential with audiation. Last week, we finished up our episodes covering music moves for piano books one through five with performance pieces. This week and next week, we're going to dive into two very important supplements, the pattern book and CD, and the reading and writing books. So you've heard us mention patterns a lot, most likely every single episode in this formal instruction series. And today is the day we talk about the pattern CD and the book Rhythm and Tonal Patterns from the Pattern CD, also known as the pattern book. We could easily talk about patterns for multiple episodes, and we do, but today we're going to focus on a review of why total and rhythm patterns are important in formal instruction, how to use the pattern book and CD, and also guidelines and tips for delivering tonal and rhythm patterns. But first, why are tonal and rhythm patterns important? If you've been listening to this podcast since the start, you might want to pause here and answer this question for yourself before I go any further. Patterns are the words of music. Tonal and rhythm patterns make up the music vocabulary that give meaning to music that we listen to, perform, create, read, and write, just like words make up our vocabulary that give meaning to language when we listen, speak, converse, read, and write. The pattern book organizes rhythm and tonal patterns within the context of a meter or tonality. Rhythm patterns are separated into meter, such as duple or triple, and functions, such as macromicrobeat, division, or division elongation. Tonal patterns are separated by tonality, such as major or minor, and functions, such as tonic and dominant, or tonic, subdominant, and dominant. Our brain thrives on this organization, and our students will learn the patterns with much more ease when the content is organized this way. 
I am a kind of a hyper organized person. I love mm-hmm. to organize people's closets and pantries. I do it to my friends all the time. It's you're welcome <laughs> so- at my house anytime, <laughs> Hannah. Please come on over. <laughs> I love to organize, so that is really like a strong bond that I have with this whole system. That's why mm-hmm. I love it. It just really appeals to my hyper-organized brain, (laughs) and it just helps me access my music vocabulary so much easier. Yeah, it helps our students, and it also helps us as teachers to have all of this content organized. So if I open up the pattern book to a random page, I see eight duple-meter tie patterns on page 12, and I see eight triple-meter tie patterns on page 13. Above the patterns... I see the track numbers of the recordings on the pattern CD, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. I also see the corresponding units of the Rhythm Register book, which is a book by Edwin Gordon that lays out the pattern sequence for the general music curriculum. Now, on the bottom of the page, I see the enrhythmic notation for tie patterns, including rhythm trees, where for duple meter, the quarter note is the macrobeat and the half note is the macrobeat. And if you have the pattern book, you can open up to these pages. Again, I'm on page 12 and 13. Or you can open up to any rhythm page and you'll see this information. Now, this, these rhythm trees and this in rhythmic notation, it's an important reminder that rhythm patterns can sound the same, but be notated differently. And this is one of those reasons that abstract thinking is just so important to have our, for our students to have before formally teaching reading and writing. And you will be hearing plenty more about this and in rhythmic notation next week when we discuss the reading and writing books. Oh, and I really look forward to that, Hannah. So tonally, let's see, I'll open up to page 21. I see major tonality, tonic and dominant patterns. I see harmonic minor tonality, tonic and dominant patterns as well. Again, above the patterns are the track numbers of the recordings on the pattern CD, both neutral syllables and with the tonal syllables, two different track numbers, and also the corresponding units of the tonal register book by Dr. Gordon. I want to note that on page 27, the same material from page one actually repeats, this time with the rhythm syllables and the tonal syllables written on the page. The second half of the book is for you the teacher, to help with the delivery of patterns with syllables if you need it with your instruction. So now that you know what's in the book and also why it's organized in this way, let's talk about how to use it. The primary place in the teacher's lesson plans where you will use this book is during the LSAs of activity time, which is, of course, the pattern instruction. Remember, during each activity time, you're going to see a rhythm pattern instruction and a tonal pattern instruction. Just as a reminder, these activity times are in books one through five that you're going to be using this pattern book and the CD. The patterns that you use to practice whatever the skill is for that unit are the ones from the pattern book. We want students to know and use the patterns so they become part of their music vocabulary. So if I go back to page 12 and I look at the duple meter tie patterns, over time, starting in book three, my students will go through the skill learning sequence with these patterns. They will echo them on a neutral syllable, label them as duple meter tie patterns, 
echo with rhythm syllables, translate these patterns from neutral syllables to rhythm syllables, use their familiarity with them to create their own Thai patterns, and then eventually read and write them with understanding. In Learning Sequences in Music, page 99, Gordon states, and I quote, The more tonal patterns and rhythm patterns students have in their listening, performance, and audiation vocabularies, the better they will conceptualize from and form generalizations about music they hear or produce. Students who have limited listening and performance vocabularies are likely to only imitate, not audiate. End quote. So my goal with the pattern book is for students to truly own these patterns. We use them for pattern instruction. They practice them at home with the pattern CD. And we even use them for other activities such as the exploration, creativity, improvisation activities when appropriate. And I have a tip for the listener teachers. Um, I took a piece of heavy cardstock and I printed the first three sets of rhythm patterns, macrobeat, microbeat, division, and division elongation patterns on one side in duple and triple meter. And on the other side, I put the tonic and dominant and the tonic subdominant dominant patterns in major and minor on the other side. You shrink it down, you fit it on one page, works like a charm. I have a second page for the rest, tie, and upbeat patterns that students learn in book three. And one day when I get students into book four, I'll make a set for Dorian and Mixolydian tonal patterns and unusual rhythm patterns and so on. And this cardstock page is right by my hand so I can grab it anytime and I can deliver patterns or play games with them. And it's just a really great way to keep your patterns right there at your fingertips. But you could also use the book. Yeah, that's such a great idea. And right now I am using the book and, um, you know, but you always have to flip to the pages and it's not as convenient as having it right there. So I might have to do that for now that we're back in person. I can have it right on the piano for my students. And anytime you do a project, it helps you learn something new about what you're working with. So there's that. (laughs) That is so true. I mean, how much do we learn even doing these podcast episodes, just having to really look into the books for each one of these these focuses? Um, And you know, I should mention something about the pattern CD. And that is that nobody has CD players anymore. <laughs> Maybe in their car they can play CDs, but it's very likely that your students do not have access to a CD player. So what I do, I have the tracks available on Google Drive for my students that need a different way to access them. So they can save them on their computer, their device, or they can create an iTunes playlist. But before you share the audio files with your students, however, it's important to make sure your students purchase the pattern CD. I don't share any of the files, any of the tracks with students that do not have that hard copy of the pattern CD. So we covered why patterns are important. We covered what's in the pattern book um, and where in the lesson plan to use the patterns. And now let's talk a bit about some important guidelines and tips for delivery of the patterns. So to start I'm going straight to Marilyn's important to know list on Roman numeral seven of the pattern book. It's part of the introduction. Number one, 
Rhythm and tonal patterns are learned separately. Luckily, in the lesson plans, rhythm and tonal pattern instruction are always in separate sections of the activity time, but it's always just important to be aware that we learn rhythm and we learn tonal separately. That's the best way for our students to learn these. Number two, patterns are always learned within the context of a meter or tonality. If you follow the lesson plans of books one through five, this will always be established for you. For example, major tonal pattern instruction will be preceded by major tonality songs and duple meter pattern instruction will be preceded by duple meter watch please and duple meter songs. We always wanna start with the whole before diving into the parts. Number three, rhythm patterns are chanted without pitch. Now you can absolutely be musical and use inflection, but we're never going to be singing the rhythm patterns during pattern instruction. Number four, tonal patterns are sung without rhythm. Now this one's a bit trickier because it can be easy to fall into a rhythm when delivering tonal patterns. For example, Hannah is gonna help me out with this. We do not want this. Bum, bum, bum. 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 So with that, you could feel a, a very strong bum, 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 breath, bum, 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 breath, bum, bum, bum. It was very rhythmic. One, two, three, four. If you want to put some beat function syllables on it, do, day, do, day. So we don't want to have our tonal pattern instruction have rhythm like that. We want to keep them separate. So what do we do? We could do something like this. Bum, bum, bum. 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 Bum, bum. Bum, bum. So you can leave a little bit more space. Another thing, especially if you're following the order of the tonal patterns, you'll see that there are three tone patterns. There are also two tone patterns. And when you put a two tone pattern in there, it's going to break up whatever rhythm you might have going on um, accidentally. So if I ever find myself delivering tonal patterns and I'm like, ooh, this is sounding a bit rhythmic, I'll throw in a two-tone pattern in there or I'll just be aware to leave a little bit more space between patterns or a little bit more space for that audiation breath. Number five. Okay, so listen up now. This one is important. To build a personal vocabulary, a student must first echo the pattern with the teacher. Then if the student echoes the pattern correctly, the student should echo the pattern alone. Both of these methods of delivering patterns are very important. With this learning process, the student is going to gain ownership of individual patterns. This is what Gordon calls teacher mode, which is when you're echoing with the student, and evaluation mode when the student echoes on their own. This may just best be explained with a few examples. 
Keep in mind, these clips are with an individual student. We're going to revisit this in the future when we talk more about LSAs and pattern instruction, because there are a few differences when doing this with a group. The first example is Lucy echoing triple meter macro microbee patterns in teacher mode in familiar order. That means I echo the patterns with her and I deliver the patterns in the order that's printed in the pattern book. Ba 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 ba, repeat after me. Ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba, ba 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 Notice she gets them all right. She's very confident in her responses. So in this clip, I'm going to move on to evaluation mode where she echoes independently. Ba 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 ba, repeat after me. Ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba, ba 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 ba, ba 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 now, Lucy is beginning book two, so she is very familiar with those triple macro microbeat patterns. But what happens if I give her something that she's not familiar with? That's completely new to her. So here is a clip of Lucy echoing triple meter tie patterns in teacher mode in familiar order. So remember, I'll be echoing with her and I'll be delivering the patterns in the order that's in the book. Do you hear a difference? Ba 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 ba, repeat after me. Ba 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 
八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八八So Lucy needs more practice. I will definitely keep echoing these with her in teacher mode until she becomes more consistent. As she becomes more accurate, then I will switch to evaluation mode for the patterns that she can echo correctly, and keep going in teacher mode with those that she does not yet. And this is where groups are wonderful because you can start with echoing the patterns in the group before any individual teacher or evaluation mode. In a group, students can first become comfortable with the patterns together, learning from each other through the group practice. Now, if you already have the pattern book, I highly encourage you to read the introduction for more valuable information. If you already have the pattern CD, start listening. Learning the patterns by ear will not only help you deliver them to your students, but may also start changing the way you hear and process music for yourself. Now, before we go, I want to share what you'll hear on the pattern CD and how to use it. Rhythm is pretty straightforward. You'll hear the pattern, take a full macrobeat breath on the fourth and final macrobeat of the pattern you're hearing, and echo immediately. To practice, here are some duple meter division patterns. Now to echo the tonal patterns, you'll hear the tonal patterns sung, and then you need to allow two clicks before echoing. The first click is to audiate. The second click is to breathe, and then you'll echo starting on the third click. Let's try this one together with minor tonality, tonic, subdominant, and dominant patterns. Bum, 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 bum,
Now you may be thinking, Krista, you just said that tonal patterns shouldn't be sung with rhythm. Well, after much trial and error, the only way that students could be prompted to audiate and breathe before singing the pattern was to include those clicks. And this is why it's so important to be aware of how we deliver them in the lesson so that students experience tonal patterns that are truly void of rhythm. Yes, very important to do them in the lesson too. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, I have to tell my pattern CD story, Krista. You've, prob- <laughs> you've probably heard this story like 20 times, but the listeners might not have. So if you haven't heard my pattern CD story, here it is. When I first opened the Music Moves books, this method looked like nothing I had ever seen before. And I had only barely started teaching piano. I was much younger then. So I wasn't quite ready to wrap my head around such a unique method. But I was particularly fascinated with the pattern CD for Music Moves, which I used for years before I actually adopted Music Moves. Um, Incorrectly used, I'll say. But that's a whole other story. So I liked this pattern CD so much because it was easy. It's like, oh, put this CD on and hit play and echo the pattern. That's easy. And I had no idea about all of the many things I would eventually come to do with that pattern CD. And so I kept the CD in my car, one of the few places left where we have CD players. And I started learning the patterns because as they got harder, I was like, oh, these are tricky. I need to actually practice these. So I would drive around echoing these rhythm and tonal patterns. And I didn't always even know why I was doing it, but I kept doing it. And I uh, would play them for my students in the lessons as well, just at the beginning. And then we would go about our business as usual. And then one day I was reading through some music, advanced music. And I noticed that I was in the zone. I was processing individual patterns. I felt like I was flowing a little bit more and playing more comfortably and a little easier. I noticed that I was thinking in pattern vocabulary, like do to day to do to day to do day do. And that was a revelation, that moment. So that's when I said, okay, there's something to this whole pattern thing. And there's probably something to this whole music moves thing. So I think I'll dive a little deeper now. And the rest is history. <laughs> See, I love this story, Hannah. And I will listen to you tell it 20 more times. Aww. Yes. And before we go, we really should mention the newest study group that's added to Music Learning Academy, and that is Pattern Skills and Sequence, and that will be taught by Hannah and me. This study group is going to dive into the patterns of Music Moves for Piano, focusing on books one, two, and three, while also covering the entire skill learning sequence, giving you the confidence to bring your students through to reading and writing music with understanding while seeing the big picture of music learning theory as your students progress through the books. Registration actually begins today, August 26th, 
and the first meeting will be September 16th. This study group is designed to benefit both teachers who can be there live virtually and those who watch recordings. So even if you can't make the live classes, you can still sign up. Visit musiclearningacademy.com slash study groups to learn more about it. I am so looking forward to this interactive course. Yes, pattern instruction is very much like a performance that we have to practice for and ideally receive feedback so we can keep improving. So if you're looking for a supportive place to hone those LSA skills, this is a great opportunity and we really hope to see you there. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you soon.